Welcome to the Mixed and Melted Podcast. I am Elle Ballard, a bicultural woman, mother, wife, and entrepreneur. In this podcast, I will help you navigate entrepreneurship as women of the world, a multinational bicultural woman. I will interview female business owners navigating the cross-cultural dynamics of building a business sustainably, ethically, and in community. In this raw and real conversations, I will explore what it's like to build a business authentically and on your own terms. If you are a multinational woman and ready to build a business authentically while maintaining your uniqueness and individuality, welcome to the Mixed and Melted. Hi, everyone. Elle Ballard here with Women of the World Network and my amazing friend from all the way from Hawaii. Hi, Arliss. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me here. It's an honor. Yeah, I'm excited to have you. I'm excited for this conversation. Um, let me, before we jump into it, I'd love to introduce Arlie's first. Um, number one, international best-selling author, business consultant, and self-love coach, Arlie's Dudley Cash is an inspirational speaker and self-love movement leader with a background in business, neuroscience, and forensics. Her career expands over several industries, including operations management, research scientist, and death investigation. Arlis unites this eclectic background with her personal journey in overcome the odds and survive a terminal diagnosis. Her awarding-winning presentations include topics on extreme self-love and body positivity. Arlis is a big believer in the magic of our individual stories and the power of storytelling to affect positive change in this world. In 20. 2021, she co-founded the Body Positivity Podcast, which she hosts with her friend Diana Grimillion. Through her company, Solutions LLC, she's passionate about helping her clients to become powerful, joyful, authentic business owners experiencing freedom, having a lot more fun in their business, and experiencing the success of their dreams. Our list dream is for each of us to become the loves of our lives. I love it. <laughs> Welcome, Arliss. Thank you. I love it. I love it. Um, yeah. And every time I read your bio, it just amazes me. Your background is so unique. All that experience, forensics and all that stuff. I only heard about it. It's it's awesome. Um, but yeah. So please share with us um, where are you from and then why you do what you do, you know, combining, of course, your unique background uh, that already makes you unique, but also covering why you chose to this path and what what makes you different. Yeah, thank you. So I was born and raised in Modesto, California, in the United States. And um, I spent most of my life in the United States. I spent a few years in Iowa, and now I live in Hawaii. So it's wonderful um, to have had that journey of going from California to Iowa to Hawaii. They're all very different. Um, So yeah, why do I do what I do? I do what I do because I really have a love for business and for business owners. I think that so many people that go into business feel like they have to go it alone um, or that it's just a solo journey. And I really want to um, help business owners to know that they don't have to do it alone. And there's a lot of ways to do it. in community. So there is joining a networking group like the women of the world. There is, you know, hiring a coach. 
Um, there is, you know, having an accountability partner. Um, it's just really important that especially women in business don't feel like they are alone in their business. Um, there are so many resources out there. And the reason I focus on self-love is because our brains are wired for us to achieve the success that we want to have in our lives and business through self-love. Um, anytime that we're using negative motivation or negative self-talk to try to achieve a goal in our business, we're actually literally short-circuiting ourselves um, in our brain, you know, because our brain is wired for us to love ourselves and be gentle with ourselves and to show that appreciation for what we do accomplish in our business. I think the thing that really makes me unique is that is my very background, you know, just what you talked about. Um, I've had a lot of life experience in my 37 years uh, working in forensics and then uh, research and then as an operations manager in business. And I think it gives me a really unique perspective and it really inspires me to want to work with a lot of different types of businesses because I enjoy the variety so much. Um, I'm definitely, I think that I definitely have a different approach to business than most business coaches because I'm always supporting my clients in rewarding themselves, taking breaks, scheduling self-care, um, you know, using positive affirmations to really motivate themselves and going through their business from a really gentle, loving place instead of the more traditional place of push, push, push. Yes. 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 To all of that. <laughs> um, yeah. Thank you, Arlis. Um, You know, we had a conversation yesterday at uh, one of the meetings I was attending and you know, being in hustle, hustle, hustle mode and, and all the all the push, push, push and act, 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 you know, action, action, action. And I get it. We still take that action. Right. But I feel like I just I just want to, you know, be in a law of attraction mode, you know, manifesting and attracting things, things that come to me, that things that belong to me. And, you know, without that push, push, push and hustle and and and, you know, realizing also that's more of a masculine energy and we have to have a balance of our energy with with that so i love i love that and uh, i fully support that <laughs> mm. um yeah that's that's beautiful thank you thank you for sharing that arlis i know you are one of our uh, second edition book uh, authors, uh, which will be published this spring. And our first book was published last year, the beginning of the year. This second edition, um, I am so excited about this because the name, the title of the book is Recipes, Recipes for Your Mind, Body, and Soul. And the unique thing about this book this compilation of stories because they are not only for kitchen. So there are some kitchen recipes uh, and then there are some recipes for, for life, uh, literally how to learn to forgive, how to be in the relationship and so on and so forth. Right. But then each of those recipes though has a background story that kind of um, led every author in life 
to what why they came up with that recipe. And so when people are, if it's a cooking recipe, when they cook that, they're going to relive that story, whether it's connected to their grandmother or uh, we have some Second World War stories, um, you know. So I'm just, I'm speaking, I have goosebumps every time I talk about it. So I'm just excited about this book. And I think it's going to um, empower a lot of people out there with this unique stories, with this unique recipes. But I want to uh, I want to let you uh, share with us your chapter and why you chose to write what you chose to write in the book and what um, are some of the uh, takeaways that you want uh, readers to take away from your chapter. Yeah, thank you. And it was such an honor to even be considered to be part of the book. So I want to thank you, Elle, um, mm -hmm. for that. And my chapter's name is Food for the Soul. And it's all about my journey with food. And I think a lot of people's journey with food, uh, where I experienced that most of the food that I was eating was not safe for me. Um, so that experience of realizing that I had to change what I was eating in order to be in a healthy place in my body and, and, and figuring that out, figuring out what was safe or not safe for me as far as food. And one of the, um, and the, and one of the recipes that I highlight is a family recipe that is from my mother's side of the family that basically was comprised of almost all ingredients that were not safe for me in the original recipe. Um, and my mom really going the extra mile to find a safe way for me to still enjoy that food. Um, so for me, food uh, is more than just fuel for my body. You know, food is a soul connection to my ancestors. It's a soul connection to my family. Uh, and so it's really important to me to be able to eat those foods that have those connections uh, in a safe way and really wanting to encourage others to discover what is safe for them um, with food and how can they create um, their favorite foods from their ancestors or their mothers um, in a safe way. That's great. That's awesome. And um, how important is that becoming more and more as we are cooking all these different foods and, you know, but being selective, right? Um, me including, I just got my, you know, blood work and then, you know, have to be okay. So which food I want to be careful about and the food that our body uh, process the way our body process food and and I love how that also talks to what you do you know in body positivity and, and self-love as well um, goes back to to that as well and that leads me to the next next question um, what is the advice that you want to give to others um, and and of course I'm excited for them to read your chapter and try those recipes and, and your story uh, get to know your story um, what advice do you want to share um, with others when it comes to self-love, uh, giving that self-love to yourself, when it comes to uh, body positivity, that attitude, the developing that attitude for people who, especially who may be struggling with that or do know maybe what to start with. Yeah. So tying it back to my chapter uh, in the book, I would say 
try to remove all judgment around food if you can, or at least notice when you're having judgment of food. And what I mean by that is in society, we're taught these foods are good foods and these foods are bad foods. And if you eat this, then you've been naughty or you have to exercise more or you, you know, you have to pay some kind of price for eating quote unquote bad food. And if you can notice when you are putting judgment on food and putting it into good or bad category, um, and then try to release some of that judgment, it will improve your relationship with food overall. Mm -hmm. Um, and when we improve our relationship with food, we are expressing self-love and we are accepting our bodies for where it is in that moment. There are going to be days where we want to eat something that maybe isn't the most ideal for our body, right? Mm -hmm. But that doesn't make us bad people. That doesn't make us wrong. It doesn't make, um, make us have to like pay a price in the number of sit-ups or squats or running that we do. It means that we made that choice in that moment. And then the next time that we go and make a choice, we get to make a, a, a new choice. Mm-hmm. You know, we can choose um, that same food or we can choose something else. I think that when we are in that pattern of judgment around food, we tend to put ourselves in the same category as our food. So mm-hmm. we're either good or bad. And if we decide that we're going to eat a bad food and then we're bad, then, well, it's like the wheels came off the wagon and now we're just on the bad um, food train and we're just going to keep going down that way. But if we remove judgment, we get to make a new choice every time Mm -hmm. and we get to meet ourselves where we are and, and be really loving towards ourselves in that choice. That's, uh, that's a a definitely different uh, um, take, but I completely get what you mean by that and I love your stand on this you know we have to enjoy (laughs) as well absolutely I mean and find foods find what is safe for you yeah you know once you decide what is safe foods for you then you can eat those foods feeling really positive about that um and there are so much variety out there you know as I don't eat any refined sugar or grains And I have dessert almost every day, Mm -hmm. right? So there's still lots of options, even though I don't eat refined sugar or grains, I can still find options to bake a cake. Yeah. I I can still find options to have dessert. It doesn't eliminate, um, having sweets altogether. It just eliminates for me, not having sweets that are unsafe for me. Yes. Yes, for sure. Yeah, so so I love that, and I love the choices that we have right now, right? With with when it comes to even sugar, like it it doesn't have to contain even sugar, but it will taste. Body doesn't know the difference. So, um, or you know, meat protein replacing meat and things like that. So, um, yeah, that's great. Um, so my next well, next question is, um, what it means for you to be a woman of the world? Well. That's interesting. Being, I want to just comment on being a part of the women of the world network first. It's just, it's an amazing organization and group. Every person that I've met 
through the Women of the World Network is just such a such an inspiration, really, and just like a high quality person. Like it, like I just love, I love it. Um, so being a part of of the networking group is really a gift in my life. Um, and then being a woman, woman of the world, it's interesting because I feel like I've lived um, such a small life compared to what that title um, commands, right? <laughs> um, and yet. I think that every woman is a yes, woman of the world. Exactly. Um, so I, when I hear that, I feel a sense of community and I feel a sense of responsibility to be um, supporting those around me, especially other women in business. Oh, wow. That's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you, Arlis, for saying that. And thanks for your kind words. Um, we're definitely grateful to have you <laughs> as one of the high quality, amazing, just honest, just pure, authentic human being. Um, okay, so we're going to move on to the rapid fire questions. <laughs> um, so are you ready? Yes. Okay. Your favorite book name is? The Gifts of Imperfection by Brene Brown. Mm, love it. Beach or mountains? Beach. Favorite international destination to visit? Is, that one's hard, but I'm going to say London, England. Mm. I love the history. Yeah, yeah. Summer or winter? Summer. And the last one is things that you have discovered about yourself recently. One thing that I've discovered about myself recently is that sometimes I can be pretty uh, black and white in my thinking or very divided in my thinking. And I don't have a lot of gray sometimes um, in my belief systems. And so that's one thing that I'm working on this year is to have more gray in the way that I think about the world and, and the beliefs that I have. Beautiful. That's it. Thank you for playing. <laughs> I love it. Um, well, I want to thank you so much, Arlis, for taking the time to do this. I love our conversations. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm uh, so grateful to be a part of the book, and I'm grateful to be a part of future projects by Women of the World Network. Thank you, Arlis.